Good evening, morning, afternoon, you know, whenever you're listening to this. This is episode 25 of the People of Infru. I'm joined today with Brow. Beck, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, man? Doing well. It's been a pretty solid day. You know, classic Wednesday when we're recording. Um, you know, nothing too much. Played some video games, watched some TV. What about you? Um, man, it, it's pretty busy during the week, honestly. I'm still in school. Um, so I have that. And then uh, I'm also kind of mixing in work and writing my thesis right now because I'm graduating in May. So um, yeah, Wednesdays. Uh, Wednesdays aren't like the busiest days, but it's kind of like the end of the day. I'm just like, all right, let's let's just chill out and like listen to some music or something. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, so you're working on a thesis, you're in grad school? Uh, no, I'm actually still an undergrad, so I'm in the Honors College here at Ole Miss, and um, part of the the like requirement for graduating is writing a thesis or um, participating in some capstone project. Um, so I'm in the School of Applied Sciences studying exercise science, um, so I'm working with one of my um, former professors. He taught me uh, kinesiology and biomechanics, and we're basically testing the validity of this system called PERCH. Um, a lot of colleges and some pro teams are starting to use it and basically it measures the speed at which you're moving. Um, right now, it's really just barbells, you know, for things like bench press, squat, uh, deadlift, anything like that. Um, and it essentially kind of generates your own workouts for you based on how your first set goes for the day. Um, and so instead of running on like a one rep max system where you say, hey, I benched 225, you know, two weeks ago. Instead of saying, all right, we're going to do a set of eight at 60% of the max. Well, like maybe you just had a really good day and, and you can't really do that routinely. This is kind of a way to adjust that on the go. Um, and so we're comparing the speeds that we gather with the data from that compared to um, this like massive six camera setup that's like super expensive. And basically we're saying is like accurate as accurate as you can get so um trying to study how how that's doing because this is a new system that's probably come up in the past like four or five years or so um some people from mit um developed it when they were in grad school i believe and it's kind of taken off nice that is interesting <laughs> yeah it is it is pretty interesting um it's it's really nothing too crazy uh we're working with uh, resistance trained females right now they usually come in for three studies um, the first one's about an hour. They kind of do baselines for hang cleans and deadlifts. And then um, after 48 hours, they can come back for their second one. Um, and then another 48 after hour that after that, they can come back for their third one. Um, and it doesn't have to be that soon. It can just be within like a week. Um, and then the second and third, one of them will be squat. One of them will just be hang clean. So, yeah. And the aim is to basically create like the best workout for this person, like kind of getting data. Yeah, so, so essentially, uh, this is kind of a cool system because it's the camera system is connected to a tablet. And when you go to work out, um, it's especially good for like college, um, college athletes or, you know, team settings, because you can go on this tablet and you basically like log in, like click your name before you do the workout, say what workouts you're doing. And then it measures, obviously, how many reps you did, what speed it was at. Um, and then it has all of your baseline data from however many times you have used it before. And it generates it. And it's kind of like, oh, well, this is like what your last set was three days ago when you were doing bench press. Here's what you're at today. Let's alter it a little bit. So it's uh, there's kind of like some equations and stuff in there that 
Um, I'm haven't fully graphed yet, still trying to, um, you know, look at the data and kind of figure that out. Um, but yeah, it's, it's uh, a lot easier than um, just dealing with that like one rep max type deal or um, kind of trying to generate your own workouts based on like an arbitrary number, not really seeing how well conditioned somebody is for the day at, a, at hand, you know. What led you to this like a degree? How did you, what got you interested in this? So I grew up playing sports. Um, that's really one of my big things was uh, I grew up playing them, watching them, everything like that. Um, and so when I was in middle school, I kind of started thinking about what I wanted to do. And I knew I wanted to do something with sports medicine, um, but I didn't really know if I wanted to do like PT or just be an athletic trainer or a strength and conditioning coach, that kind of thing. Um, and I was a pretty smart kid. So I ultimately decided just to go all the way. And I was like, I'm going to go to med school and try to be an orthopedic surgeon. Um, so most people, uh, you know, choose like the biology or chemistry major route. And I didn't really want to do that just because it, you know, like molecular bio doesn't really appeal to me that much. So when I decided on coming to Ole Miss, I saw they had an exercise science degree and I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. So I went for that. Um, and it's, it's probably been a little bit more difficult than it had to be because a lot of the classes that I had to take to prepare for the MCAT or just otherwise med school prereqs aren't included in the exercise science path. So I've had to take, um, you know, like more hours and semesters than, than other people have um, just to graduate on time because I don't really want to take like a fifth year or anything just because I know <laughs> like the med school path is ridiculously long and I uh, didn't really want to lengthen that any more than I had to. Yeah, that's fair. So you want to be an orthopedic orthopedic surgeon? Yeah, that's the goal. That's what I'm really um, stuck on right now. Uh, that's kind of what a lot of my like physician role models, I would say, growing up were. Um, a lot of my athletic coaches, like in elementary and middle school, actually were orthopedic surgeons um, or just did orthopedics in general. So that kind of um, weighed on me when I was trying to think about like, hey, what, what is it that I want to do? Um, but ultimately I know I have so many years ahead of me and, um, like the last two years of med school, you're basically just going through rotations with different types of doctors and that sort of deal. Um, so I'll get to see, you know, what, what's really sticking out to me and see if that's something that really sticks, uh, trying to go into it with like an open mind and everything, but off the top, that's, that's what I'd like to go in and do. Nice. Well, good luck on that path. Yeah, definitely appreciate it. I am, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited, but it's also like, you know, four more years of school and then four years of residency and then probably like two or three years of fellowship before I'm like actually doing what I want to do. So, you know, it'll all be worth it at some point, but it's a little far down the road. Nice. And are you like trying to, I guess, be that for like a certain team, like a team doctor kind of thing? I've always said it would be really cool to get to do it for like an NFL team or any uh, major sports team, or even uh, I think it would be awesome to be an Olympic team doctor. Uh, that would, that would be something that would be pretty cool. Um, but also I really like the idea of being a physician because it's so flexible in terms of like a diversity standpoint and what, where, and when you can do that. Um, it's pretty flexible to, you know, like try to go abroad and kind of do like a swap with another position or anything like that and spend some time like wherever else in the world, um, you know, just, just with a little extra work for like accreditation and, and that kind of deal. So I feel like uh, the studying or like the traveling aspect of it could be pretty cool as well if possible at some point. Yeah, that does sound very fun. Uh, 
you told me earlier before we started recording that you waited what was it like three days for tickets baseball tickets so it was um basically what our baseball team does was we have the student section out in the right field um and usually like a week or two before the first home game of the season um we do this thing called the chair run where uh you basically can bring as many chairs as you want essentially and set them out in right field and you like write your name on them and basically lock them all together and that's your seat for the entire season um so baseball student tickets are free and you know people might sit in them but you basically go out there and if anybody's sitting there you're kind of like you know that's my seat like here's my id <laughs> like that kind of deal um and so we were anticipating waiting probably like 12 hours or so it was supposed to start last friday at 1 p.m and my roommate and i were going to go out there like 2 a.m or so um and just wait out the night well i was at work on thursday and uh, one of my coworkers' boyfriends came in and was like beck what are you uh planning to do for the chair run and i was like oh me and uh, me and harrison are going out there at like two no worries whatever he's like yeah i hate to break it to you buddy but people are already sitting out there and i was like uh yeah so if we're, we're definitely not going to get the spots we want if we wait until then so i looked at my boss and i was like um i just work at the apartment complex that i live at so nothing intensive or anything um I was like, can I take off the rest of the day? He was like, how about you take some of the chairs that we were going to send for the office? You go get your chairs and I'll let you stay on the clock for the rest of your time today. And I was like, all right, sweet. Sounds perfect to me. So I got out there at probably about 1030 um, a.m. the Thursday before and only left to go to lab from four to six that day. And then uh, the rest of the time I was sitting out there in the cold. Luckily, it was like the warmest night it had been in two or three weeks. It was still pretty frigid out there, but it was worth it. We got our seats, um, and we got the first home game tomorrow, actually. So, or no, 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 not tomorrow. Friday, sorry. Is baseball like your favorite sport? No, nah, I'd, I'd probably say football is, but um, we've probably got one of the best college baseball atmospheres in the nation, I would say, and I'm sure Andrew might come through with his Texas Tech stuff and say whatever. I, I respect Texas Tech, but, you know, they're not doing it like us. Regardless, um, it's just really fun. Uh, it's, it's kind of a cool thing. Our, our right field actually is technically not on campus, so you can bring in, like, your own uh, food and drinks. So we, like, bring in coolers and, you know, bring as much beer and stuff as you want and, you know, kind of just, kind of just have a time. How is like just that section of the field not technically on campus? Dude, it's just like the, it, Ole Miss is kind of a really weird thing. So our campus is a city of its own technically. It's technically University of Mississippi. And it's like smack dab in the middle of the city of Oxford, just with this like rigid outline around it. So basically you can like walk across the street from campus and you're technically not in university anymore. Um, and so just like with the outline of campus um, and kind of how everything was done, like however long ago where the baseball field is, it's like right on the edge of campus anyway. Um, and so just that portion of right field is, is like right outside of the university lines. So yeah. It's pretty sweet. Uh, it's It's been that way as long as I can remember. Um, I don't know. It's kind of like one of the drawing factors is that, you know, you get to bring your own stuff in and don't have to worry about, uh, you know, getting in trouble or anything like that. Nice. That's perfect. <laughs>
especially since I believe like most college stadiums, at least for football, like you can't really have alcohol, like even at the concessions and stuff. That's so pretty. Yeah. Yeah. SEC has been getting on it. Um, started allowing it. I know um, both of the Mississippi SEC schools started allowing it last year. Um, and so we have it at baseball too, but dude, it's like eight bucks for a 12 ounce beer. I'm like, you know, I, I would rather go and get my, uh, you know, course banquet or whatever, like six pack for six bucks or something and sit out there in right field with it. Let's see. One last question about this. What's your chair looking like your chair for the rest of the season? What'd you bring? Ah, dude, it's just like a plain Walmart chair. I, I was literally, I had three of them because I was bringing, I bought new ones to bring to Rue in September mm-hmm. and they didn't get used. They were just sitting in my apartment. So I was like, um, like I was going to bring one for me and my girlfriend and then my roommate and his girlfriend were going to bring one. And I was like, look, just go buy one more and, <laughs> and we'll bring them out there. And uh, we ended up having some other friends come out there with us. So we've got like 12 chairs in a row and they're all locked together. Um, so they can't really be moved apart from each other unless you're just going to have like massive line of chairs thrown somewhere. So pretty sweet. That's awesome. They're just like the fold out chairs. Like the camping ones? Yeah, that's all, that's literally all it is. And uh, they, they'll probably get thrown away at the end of the season because they're, like, sitting out there in the weather until mid-June or something like that. So, you know, give and take. I, they were, like, eight bucks a piece or something. So, a small price to pay. Those are going to be some stupid chairs by the end of the season. Oh, yeah, especially because I, I don't know if many people – on here no or not but it's like tradition and right field whenever uh anybody almost hits a home run we throw our beers in the air so yeah they're just going to be covered in beer by the end of the season <laughs> only if it's less than half full though can't throw a full one uh you need to take tomorrow before the first game you need to take like a before picture yeah i will dude i i didn't set chairs up there um freshman and sophomore years um and then last year the school actually put chairs out there so we didn't get to do the chair run and everything but apparently um well sophomore year got cut uh freshman year though apparently it just like the chairs were ripped to shreds just like done like you, you don't even want to take them home so everybody just leaves them out there in the school's like oh we'll throw them away if you don't want them so we'll have to I want to see the before and after uh, yeah I'll, I'll definitely take I'll definitely take a picture and I'll, I'll send it in there and I'll send the uh, I'll send the view from the seats too it's, pr- it's pretty sweet if I say nice. so nice. I'm sure we'll all love to see that yeah we were like the second group in line so we basically got the spot that we wanted for sure so nice so we can watch like Ole Miss baseball games on TV and be like there's our guy hey that's me man I'll be out there for sure right field He's in the green Walmart camping chair. <laughs> hey, it's I, mine are black. All of them are black. Okay. Uh, black. <laughs> so speaking of the people of Infru, you're one of them. How'd you find us? You're pretty new. Dude, so I I didn't find it. I think I registered like August 2021 or something. I didn't start checking it out until probably like two weeks before. Um, I didn't post until January, like the week before the lineup came out. Um, I just registered because I found it easier to like keep up with the threads and stuff I was looking at. Um, but I, I thought that it was like a joke for the longest time, honestly. Like I would see people talk about Infru on Reddit after I went to my first Bonnaroo in 2019. And I was, so I was like looking it up and I, I'm pretty sure I came to the website multiple times and I was like, there's no way this ancient looking website is, 
as what people people are talking about, especially because you go on the homepage and like I was like, I don't know where to go here. Like, what am I missing? Yeah. And sometime around, you know, like July or August last year, um, there was like the the Foo Fighters thing talking about them potentially dropping out because of no COVID restrictions and stuff. And I was like, I need to find like what the hell is going on here. And I finally went on and I found the headliner thread and I was like, okay, like, this is it. I'm, I'm here now, finally. Um, and yeah, I mean, I guess after it got canceled in September, I put it down for a while and then probably right around Christmas or so I hopped back on just to see what people were saying. And, um, obviously like soon after the, uh, checks headlining thing came up and, uh, I decided I don't even remember like what I first posted. I probably started posting in the headliner thread or or something for sure. And uh yeah, now, now I'm kind of like bought in. You're like acclimated now. You've played Mafia Draft, I think. Yeah, yeah. I I played two Mafia games. Um and then I'm in the Bonnaroo Legacy draft right now. So yeah, I try to stay on it. Um, some days I'm not on it as much, uh, like Tuesdays and Thursdays. Those are my kind of longer work days, so I, I can't really get on it. But I've got class in the morning, so Monday, Wednesday, Friday, so I'm usually checking it then, seeing them, seeing what's going on. Nice. Well, welcome aboard. Uh, your username, reference to your name. Got it. Yeah, it's, it, it's literally just uh, first initial last name. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't put any numbers like our boy Andrew. <laughs> I know, I know. I um most of my social media stuff is B underscore Raul44, because that was like my like, that's my go-to number. It was like what I wore in football and everything like that. So um, you know, I, I also uh sometimes on some of the things I hit vegetable, um, because my name, like if you B-E-C-H-T, um, obviously it just sounds like B-E-C-K. Yeah, just kind of one that I've gathered over the years. Um, I think that might be like my Reddit handle or something of the sort. Nice. I like the pun. Is this your cat? No, it is not. But uh, my cat has been around. Nice. Where is he? I don't know where he's at. I do have a black cat. Um, if he pops back up, he was sitting up here earlier. Um, but it is funny because my girlfriend showed that to me. Because uh, I, I do like a monthly playlist type deal. I try to put like 12 or 15 songs um and i always have like funny pictures and she was like this one looks like wilson you need to put it as the cover and uh whenever i like started posting i was in i was an egghead before i started posting and uh i was like what should i put and i was like i'm just gonna i'm just throw the the big eyed cat on there and uh, i think it's become you know kind of kind of well liked i know rummy's always rummy's always talking about the cat avatars and I, what i guess theo has a cat avatar as well his is a bit cooler though. It's like changing colors and shit. Yeah, I don't. I honestly haven't figured out how to get a GIF avatar. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Rulu's Rulu's got it on there too. Sometimes the like painting looking thing or whatever. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of rocking with the avatar that I got right now. So maybe after a while, maybe once I hit like a thousand posts or something, I'll, I'll change it. We'll see what I can find. Give it like a zoom, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Who knows? It's a silly looking cat. I do like it. Uh. Ole Miss, I see your location's Mississippi. I assume always born and raised. Yeah, I'm from down on the coast, uh, Pascagoula, Mississippi. It's actually where Jimmy Buffett is from. 
uh, I tried to tell Rulu this, and I think he thought I was joking at some point a couple weeks ago. He was, his name on there was Jimmy Buffett, and Jimmy Buffett is my cousin. Like, we're from the same town. It's kind of ridiculous. I've like, we've never met or anything. It's just like a couple ways down the family tree. But he's, he's like around, uh, you know, whatever. I think it's kind of funny, but um, it's like five hours from Oxford. So I can kind of go home for the weekend, but also not like all the time and, and stuff. But yeah. Can you like, like access Jimmy Buffett? You just haven't really tried. No, dude, he, he like doesn't really come around much as long as I've been alive. I mean, um, so it's on my dad's side and I know there's a couple people that, you know, have like met him and have somewhat talked to him like while I've been alive and everything. Um, and I think my parents had some contact with him maybe like six or seven years ago because they were dedicating something in town to him and he like came and played a show on the beach and everything. And I know that they went. Um, and I think, I think they might've got to see him for a little bit. Nice. So that's kind of an interesting thing. Um, it's like always a little fun fact to throw out there. And everybody's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm telling you, man, like there's like 20,000 people in this town. I either know or am related to most of them. I feel like. <laughs> Well, congratulations on your Jimmy Buffett bloodline. Hey, I appreciate it. Look, y'all can give me the title, like Jimmy Buffett's cousin or something. No more mud bay there, Jimmy Buffett's cousin. Right? <laughs> you know, special. <laughs> well, normally we start off with food, but um, we'll go ahead and ask now. Do you had some nice meals today? Yeah, so uh, I have a, there's an Einstein bagels uh, on campus right next to where my first class is. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I always hit the uh, everything bagel with plain cream cheese. Mm -hmm. And then besides that, all I've had was some uh, spicy nugs from Wendy's and fries. Nice. No eggs today? No eggs, man. I, I'm, you know, hot take here. I'm not the biggest egg guy. Like if, if I'm talking about a breakfast sandwich, throw an egg on it for sure. But I, I don't really cook eggs for myself that much. If I do, we're, uh, we're going sunny side up though. Um, I, I think I'm about the same way. I like sunny side up with toast, dip the yolk in sometimes or dip it in the yolk. And then I'll put a scrambled or something on a sandwich, but it's, you know, it's yeah. weird by itself. Dude, I, I feel like I ate scrambled eggs so much growing up. I'm just like burnt out from them. I, think, uh, I don't know. I, think I, just can't, I just can't do it as much anymore, man. It's just like slop of yellow. Yeah. I'm like, dude, give me, give me the sunny side up. Like run with it. That's it nice nice uh and then we usually talk about hobbies what do we what do you do what do you do for your dude like this past year i haven't really had much time to do anything uh i started studying for the mcat last january on um, that i took that in may didn't make a size i wanted i was working for the summer and so i was working eight hours a day and then i came home and studied for like four or five hours a day and i retook it in august um, and then after that, I was completing med school applications from like until like the middle of September. Um, and then I just like have senior year of school going on. But besides that, um, I collect records. Uh, I guess that's a hobby. I've got like 215 of them or something. They're all situated over here. Um, dude, I just listen to a ton of music, honestly. <laughs> um, I, I discovered nugs.net like two months ago like 
I, I've been on the the jam band kick, you know, listening to Billy Strings and you know this that and the other. That's been the that's been the kick as of late for sure. Hugs.net is that um, I pulled it up. That's like uh, just live music streams. Yeah, it's like a live music database. I, I don't know if they have contracts with a lot of artists, um, but I know like Billy's show from last night is already on there. Um, I think it's twelve ninety nine a month. Um, mm. So you know, kind of kind of steeper, I guess. But I think it's worth it because um, it's it's got like most of I know his shows from the past couple years on there. Um, and most of the jam bands besides Fish are on there, I believe, because Fish has like their own thing where they make you pay for, you know, like nine ninety nine a month just to get all their sets. Mm-hmm. So, Classic Fish. I mean, they know how to do it. They know what they're doing. Dude, I know. I know. Did They announced the, the new tour and I was trying to catch my first three night um, down in Gulf Shores because it's like an hour and a half from me. Um, and I, I don't know if it's stupid to me or not. I'm going to hold off for now because I don't want like three days in the pit. Also, here's my cat. This is Wilson. Uh, yeah, it looks just like your profile picture. I know. He's got the, he's got the little yellow eyes and stuff. But uh, no, I'm going to hold off for now because you can only choose best of available on the request tickets thing. And it's like I, I don't really need to spend 350 bucks on three nights of fish pit tickets when I could get like 180. They just give me the, you know, 300 level in the back. So it's in an amphitheater. So it's like no bad seat in the house, at least in my experience there. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, you don't have to be close for fish. You, you can feel the vibes from all over. Really, That's what I'm saying, man. I, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to like drink a beer in the back and just hang out. You know? Yeah, exactly. That's that's how you're supposed to tackle a fish show. So right. You don't have to get the best <laughs> tickets. Yeah. So we'll see. I uh, Postcheck was. I was talking with him the other day, and he was like, "Worst case scenario, you get pit, t- pit tickets and just trade with somebody who got 300 and wanted pit." um so we'll see man we've got time to request tickets so i might i might do it i might not we'll see here cool well uh fish shows are always good so i'm sure that'll be fun are you is that your i guess genre of choice dude i'm i'm honestly all over the place i i grew up um my parents kind of listened to a little bit of everything um you know like 90s rap like outcasts you know that kind of deal and then also we're big on the country thing or just like the beach music type deal like jimmy buffett and like michael franti and all them just because we're down on the coast and i grew up going to um like destin gulf shores orange beach all those um so that was kind of music choice and such but i grew up uh, just really listening to like a lot of hip-hop rap that kind of deal um and probably once i got into middle high school and stuff I kind of started branching out a little more um like I said I'm really big on the jam band stuff right now finally getting into it um widespread panic is huge where I'm from and so I didn't really understand that growing up and I was like why are these dudes going like all out of their way to see this the same band all the time and I didn't really understand that like oh you're chasing songs or like not every set list is the same and whatever. So I kind of missed out on that a lot until um, like I got into college and kind of started appreciating, um, I mean, as cliche as it, as it is like dead and um, you know, those kind of, those kind of things a little more. 
Yeah, college will do it. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, dude, Billy Billy Strings is is the guy right now. I can't get enough. My girlfriend's like, please stop talking about this man. Like, I turn it on, and she's like, I'm tired. I'm tired of it. And I uh, I bought the streams for all four nights at the Capitol Theater. And she was like, you were ridiculous. He didn't repeat a song for four nights. He played like two and a half hour sets every night and no repeats. She was like, I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. Okay. Well, fair enough. And some people just don't get it. I know. I know. She she's like, she's like, I just can't. I hear the banjo and I'm out. It's it's amazing. Like, what do you mean? But you know, I'll give it to her. Yeah, we're all entitled to our own. <laughs> yeah, and um, some some failed hobbies though. I actually do have an acoustic and electric guitar. Haven't learned how to play either of them. Yeah, I think I got them both freshman year of college, and just yeah, yeah, couldn't get over the hump at the beginning. And yep, that's the hardest part is starting. I know, I know, man. I I would sit down and I was like, I'm gonna play 20 minutes a day, and then. It went for like a week and then done. And now it's like all gone. So, you know, they're sitting in the closet. Um, maybe they'll get picked up one day. I don't want to sell them because then I'm going to be like, what if I want to pick them up one day and like start learning? Um, which granted, it hasn't happened to this point. So I don't know when, but. You can maybe, maybe sell one. the electric and then keep the acoustic. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it goes, but. They're here for now. They've been here for like three years, just collecting dust. But, you know. You'll pick up one day. You'll, it'll be once you come back from the fish show, you'll be enlightened. You'll be enlightened. <laughs> well, I'm going to start, I'm going to start ripping it like Trey, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else would happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it just, it just rite of passage, I guess. <laughs> see so you, you uh said that you collected some records i talked with garage land about their record collection do you have any that you'd like to highlight or brag about uh well this is going to give me a lot of hate i'm i'm well aware um j cole has been my favorite artist since i was like 14 probably um and i was actually able to get a signed copy of kod when it came out um i was a senior in high school i didn't get it until my sophomore year of college because it got delayed so much um and it's honestly kind of cool um most of the signatures are like really small in the corner like i don't know if anybody saw um how the weekend did after hours i mean it, it's like an inch maybe um, so that's how most of Cole's were for KOD from the ones that I saw, but mine is like massive across the front left of it. Okay. Well, I guess it was worth the wait. Nice. Um, and then, man, um, I got a, I got a pretty sweet King Gizzard box set that, uh, this company called Needle Juice Records did. They got five of the live albums that they were doing from the bootlegger series and did like super cool pressings on them and made like nice gatefold jackets and everything. Um, and so, like I said, it's like five albums um, all in one box set. That's pretty sweet. And one of them was actually, uh, I think it was live in London. It was on my 20th birthday. So kind of partial to that one. Nice. Those are some fun records. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, I've got, a, I've got a good bit over here. Um, Nothing too crazy. Um, I haven't, the most I spent on one, 
um, was probably that box set, but that's like five records. On one record, I bought the Tron Legacy uh, soundtrack. Um, Mondo did a um, special special edition of it like last year, probably around this time. And I missed out on it and I didn't want to pay resale for it. And then Daft Punk announced they were breaking up and I snagged the cheapest one on eBay and then prices skyrocketed. Um, so I, I kind of kind of like that one too. <laughs> a good one nice foresight dude i i was i'll never forget i was standing in starbucks um like i had class later on in the day and uh it came across my phone and i was like upset for five seconds and i was like oh shit i need to get on ebay and buy this real quick and sure enough you know it was it was a good a good move the prices leveled out now but uh still higher than, than what i paid luckily nice nice uh I don't know if I talked about it with him, but uh, there was an everything, everything record gets to heaven. I wanted to buy it. It was like 50 bucks and now it's like 300 now. Cause I Dude, didn't... It, it's like the worst thing ever that I've noticed. I started collecting 20 Christmas, 2017. Um, so it was my senior year of high school. And it's like, I bought some records up here. Um, like when I was here for orientation that following summer, like I remember, um, because the internet with the screenplay and everything and i it had been sitting there i saw it um whenever i made a visit a couple months prior and didn't buy it and i bought it that summer and there were still copies sitting around and it was like 40 bucks or something it like once it just sold out one day and prices hit a hundred dollars like immediately it was like the last record store copies were gone and and it's crazy how that works with some of these records it's like they'll sit around for months and months and then finally like the last couple leave the record store shelves and you know you're looking at like 80 bucks for a 25 dollar record yeah okay, give me just a second wilson's getting into the records no he's all crazy, man the cat can't get into the records i know luckily i've got them all in sleeves he likes to try and scratch at them and stuff he's a little menace dude <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> yeah, my uh I don't know if you've seen Pip on the coronavirus and Pip thread that rarely has Pip updates, but he's a cockatiel and he's gotten to my like Igor alternate uh cover art. Oh like, no, dude. I mean it's fine. I'm not like ever gonna try to sell it, but just like the spine has like a couple like bites and he got to like my David Bur uh David Bowie like live at Glastonbury. Um, dude i i came home from um showing my old apartment i actually had them like hanging on the wall um and so i had them i had them up there with like the velcro um command strips so i could like usually take them down and everything and i had like i didn't get him until last october and so i'd had the records hanging up there because i'd been in the same apartment for probably about a year or so and he got big enough and he could like reach it from my reach the bottom level of them from my bed and I came home one day and he had knocked off uh currents and like had it out of the sleeve it's like all tore up I, I haven't been able to listen to it since then so I have to get another copy but I was just like glad that it was not anything else um and then another day he somehow got uh Cat Heaven by Roy Blair uh off the wall um, but he didn't, he didn't mess with that one any, luckily. So I was like, I'm just going to take this lower level up and down um, <laughs> and be done with it. Put them all higher. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. So 
none hanging up as of now. Um, I bought some like wooden shelves to put them on in my uh, next apartment because hopefully I'll live in the same spot for four years once I get to med school. So we'll see. Nice. Nice. Uh, you got like the nice record player, like all the, the whole setup, all that shebang. I mean, I got the uh, Audio Technica LP, LP60, so it's like 100 bucks. Um, I haven't really upgraded too much. I, I'm like the guy that all the big record collectors hate. They're like, upgrade your equipment before buying all these records. And I'm like, I can't resist because it's like the, the equipment's always going to be there. I can't guarantee that I'm going to be able to get this record for 30 bucks next year. Yeah. It's kind of how it goes with that. So um, hopefully update upgrade one day. But um, I'll probably try to get a Fluence RT85. Um, but I'm not really stressing it now just because, you know, med school's coming up and I don't really know how much time I'll have to mess with them and stuff. So um, the, the collection has gone a little stale as of now. I haven't bought too much lately. But uh, I know I'm getting – I bought the repress of uh, 3001 A Laced Odyssey by Flatbush Zombies. Um, and that was supposed to be coming in here soon. Finally, I ordered it last summer, so excited to have that one finally. Because that the original of that goes for like three hundred bucks or something. I think it's, it's kind of ridiculous. Jeez, yeah, that's the thing with buying like new new vinyl is you have to wait like a year or two <laughs> months. Dude, it's, it's ridiculous. Thanks, Adele. Well, what you you she made like three hundred thousand of them or five hundred thousand of them or something. And they're still like sitting on Target shelves. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I mean, the album wasn't even that good either. So, you know, what can you do? You know, yeah, it is what it is. We'll, we'll take it. <laughs> oh, well. Um, football, college, pro, what are you, what's your preference? Um, college is absolutely better, for sure. Um, I, I just enjoy watching it more. Um, but I will say, uh, I'm probably more passionate about the Saints than I am any college team, uh, mainly because Ole Miss hasn't been good in all of my college years until this year. Um, and then I grew up randomly a TCU fan. Um, so they were pretty good when I was growing up, but it was like they were all out in Texas. So I never went to a game or anything like that. It was kind of just like a sit at home and like them the kind of thing um but i grew up going to saints games and everything so i know esteban and i have talked about it a little bit um because he's, he's a big saints guy so um yeah I, I enjoy college a lot more just in turning on like any game and and watching um but nfl playoffs are, are really solid as well it is not very solid recently as a saints fan <sighs> man uh, just just terrible honestly I the you know the the Rams game is like top five worst days of my life I think um I actually had a friend who who's from the coast and he's just for some reason not a Saints fan and it's actually like a Saints antagonizer basically and um you know he was like talking shit to me during the game or whatever over text and um the moment happened and I was like do not like don't please like please do not say anything and he like facetimed me like <laughs> crying laughing and like talking all this shit and I didn't talk to him for like three days afterwards I was like I'm not playing this game dude I was pissed I mean you know 
people will say I'm crazy or whatever. I was like, I was so hurt, dude. I was like, I mean, I like the Saints won the Super Bowl on my given year, you know, Super Bowl 44. So I was like, I'll, I'll never forget what happened then. And I was like, it's, it's about to happen again. Like I just, it, it felt right. The season was there. All the pieces were there. And then, you know, one play and it's done. Sideline. <laughs> dude, that one, that one was bad too. The, the Dench one was, was God. I, I don't know which one was worse, honestly, man. Um, but just the fact that that happened to us back to back years, and then you throw in, you know, um, man, the year after the Super Bowl, you have Marshawn with that crazy run. Yeah. And then Vernon Davis had the ridiculous catch. I think it was Vernon Davis had that ridiculous catch on us back in like 2011 or 2012 or whatever. And then one of these years, the Vikings screwed us over again. I just, I'm tired, man. And then we, we, we get out to a great record this year, despite everything that's happened. And then lose like four in a row five in a row or something and you know we're paying Taysom Hill like elite caliber player money and what's he doing out there like throwing interceptions and fumbling the ball and you know maybe playing a little tight end when he's not playing quarterback I'm just like I, I love him but gosh dude I can't uh yeah, uh, yeah. Arrested. Sean Payton retired so Dude, Sean, when Sean hung it up, I just, you know, there were the reports leading up to, I was like, there's no way, like Sean Payne's not leaving. Like, what do you mean? He, he, he arguably was NFL coach of the year this year. And if he wasn't coach of the year, he was, he was two behind uh, Ravel. And then I was like, no way. And then it came across. And I just, I was like, I don't care. I got like, I can't, I can't subject myself to caring this much about the saints for now until like we, you know, have a healthy team, see what Dennis Allen's going to do as a head coach and like, just get all the pieces in line again. Um, Cause I'm, you know, I'm not trying to be like a, a bag on head fan, like, you know, back in the nineties and stuff. Uh, are you in the NFL thread? Yeah, I'm on it some. Uh, I, I checked it out a little bit. Obviously, I kind of got around like at the end of the NFL season. Um, but I, I peep in there a little bit. I ask because Esteban's power rankings are out, and of course, Saints are number one. No shit. <laughs> I missed that. I'm going to have to go look. And I'm gonna, I'll have to send him a message. Gosh. <laughs> what a dude. I, dude, they were like – like Tranter and somebody else was on him like heavy after the Super Bowl the other day because he made like he didn't even make a Saints suggestive comment that I thought and they were just going in and I, I peeped in and I was like I'm just here to say uh fuck the Rams and the Falcons can suck a dick or something I was like <laughs> just trying to stir the pot up some because everybody seemed to be a little a little upset there um, but I will say I was cheering for the Bengals. Uh, I, I played against Jamar Chase in high school and uh, we actually beat him. So that's like, it's like, I'm trying to say I beat a Super Bowl champion, man. And, uh, you know, yeah, that didn't work out for me too. So yeah, almost lost the Sugar Bowl Saints, you know, dashed our playoff chances away. And then team I wanted to win the Super Bowl didn't win either. So, 
you know, maybe maybe Ole Miss baseball will make it to Omaha this year or something. Maybe they will. I mean, the the Saints fan waning is at a good time as Ole Miss is getting pretty good at football. Yeah, man, I, I think so. Uh, you know, we got the the big transfer guys. Um, I actually met I actually met some of them recently, so that's that's pretty sweet. Uh, I think we're in good hands, man. Uh, I like Jackson Dart. I they had a they had a game on ESPN his senior year. He had like one big offer. I, I say big offer. It was BYU. Um, besides like just some smaller some smaller schools and stuff. And I was like, dude, we we gotta offer this kid. Like, hop on it before USC and all them get on it because he was from out in Utah and you know that's like their breeding grounds and stuff. And we didn't. I don't think we offered him out of high school. And then he. Um, he hit the transfer portal and I was please. I really didn't think it was going to happen. And then he visited. Oh my gosh, it's happening. Nice. Yeah. That's uh, the transfer portal is very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So very thankful for it, especially uh, we got Zach Evans from TCU too. So that was kind of like a, like a childhood full circle type thing there. He, uh, he visited us out of high school as well and then decided on TCU. So I was like, oh, I can't be too hurt about it. And then transferring here now, I'm like, well, I get to see him play for both of, both of my teams. So I guess I'll take it. Nice. Nice, yeah. No complaints there. No complaints at all. <laughs> for sure. I'll open it up. Is there anything that you would like to talk about that has not been talked about yet? Uh, yeah, let, let's talk about my uh, – my one Rue experience. I, I think I have a, a bit of a unique story here. Um, okay, you've been to one so I, I grew up, like I said, I grew up on the coast. It's not really like a music heavy place. The closest festivals are like the New Orleans festival. So I've been to Voodoo and Buku. And, um, but the first festival I went to was Godforsaken Hangout Fest. I went twice. All right. I'm, I'm ready. Just throw the hate on me. I get it. All right. Um, and so I, I went there and um, yeah, I just didn't really have many concerts that close um, that I could just like easily hit up while I was in high school um, besides driving like to New Orleans or anything. And so uh, when I got to college, I was like, I want to like get out more, you know, have longer, I have a longer summer. I can go to more festivals and stuff. So Bonnaroo was always intriguing because I had some uh, people I knew who went, but I really don't have like a close group of festival or concert friends or anything so uh it was kind of hard just like to try and tag along to these festivals that are a little further away um and that sort of deal so like I said Bonner was on my radar but I actually didn't even have tickets to 2019 um and I met or I saw a guy at Buku 2019 who I had grown up with um he was a year older than me in school but we we just had like a bunch of mutual friends and uh weren't that close or anything and after that, we kind of started talking a little more um, just because we found out we were both kind of into the festival thing and um, everything. We kind of shared similar artists and everything. And I'll, I'll uh, never forget, I was at a Leonard Skinner show after my freshman year of college in New Orleans. And this guy texted me randomly and was like, what are you doing, you know, like June 13th to 16th or whatever? And me just being like weird and keeping up with all the festivals, I knew that was whatever it was, was the dates of Bonnaroo. I was like, what is this guy about to ask me? I come to find out, he was like, ah, oh, me and my girlfriend just broke up and we had tickets to Bonnaroo. Um, I was going to ask if you might want to take her ticket 
um, potentially. And I was like, hell yeah, like I'll, I'm absolutely down. Um, and so when I was like, we could take my car, everything, like I'll, I'll buy the food, whatever, because he wasn't asking me to pay him back. Um, so he just gave me the ticket and we, we came up to 2019 together. Um, him and his girlfriend actually got to get, got back together before and I was still able to keep the ticket somehow. And then uh, I've kind of been hooked ever since, honestly. Um, I had tickets for 2020 and 21 as well. Um, and then obviously I, I have tickets for this year too. So what was your favorite set? Oh man, Childish Gambino for sure. Um, we got there like super late Thursday night because he had to work that Thursday. So we got there around like 11 or midnight um, and only caught some of like the later sets on Thursday. Uh, I know we called Saba and then we caught some of the um, the other stage sets and then just kind of explored a bit. And then we went all in on um, going pit for Gambino on Friday. So we were right up there for it. And that was that was pretty euphoric, I will say. Um, it, it was a crazy experience because I was like, I was like facing the stage and it, you know, it was all black or whatever. And there was a security guard, like right in front of us that like was kind of pointing behind us. Like, what the hell is this guy saying? And obviously turned around and he's like raising up on that pedestal. Yeah. And, uh, honestly, like I, I started like tearing up, like, I don't know. It, I just couldn't really help it. Um, so that was pretty magical in my opinion. Um, besides that, uh, seeing Brockhampton, um, Friday night or Saturday night, late night, I, I found some people that I went to high school with that were like up towards the front of the pit line. Um, and I had, I'd been over at what all day for like, whatever it was. So the line was super long and, uh, I was just like kind of over by the food and stuff over there by the uh witch stage line and i saw them and they're like oh are you trying to go see brockhampton like, yeah absolutely and they like come sit with me come or come sit with us and so i ended up being like super close for that just by chance as well um and they were kind of one of my favorite bands at the time so nice. boy band should i say uh would you believe it if i were in the pit for both of those shows as well no shit yeah that's, awesome. <laughs> yeah. that's incredible yeah like literally yeah um camped all day for Gambino and dude where were where were you at for Gambino were you on the right side waiting or the left side I always go left side okay Uh, gotcha I did we I did the left side for Lumineers Sunday we were right side for Gambino though yeah uh that's super solid yeah, it was awesome. It always is in the pit. That's my favorite place to see any show if I can. I see that that's like a kind of kind of hit or miss on the boards. Like some people love the pit, some people don't. Man, I I love seeing shows on the rail. I there's no better feeling than being on the rail. Um, it everything feels better. I feel like I've just had cool interactions, and you know, like you get the set list and stuff, and. Um, Actually, back in October, I saw Porter Robinson for the first time, and I was on the rail, and he kind of had a, a bit at some of the shows where he would let people start Sad Machine on the um, launch pad, and I was actually able to do that, and I was like, yeah, if I wasn't on the rail, that's not happening, like, yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it's so much better, it's, it, at least, you know, I understand the argument for, like, not seeing, like, you know, 
if you don't really like the band but i'm obviously not gonna pit for someone i really i'm, I'm not like super crazy for yeah I no i abs- absolutely agree I, I feel like there's there's times where i'm fine with being towards the back you know like i was talking about with fish earlier like i don't need to be in the pit for that um whatever but man if i'm going to like an edm set you know anything of that nature it's going to be ra- loud like it's going to be rocking i'm not just trying to chill out and you know eat a snack and have a beer like i, I want to be up there in the middle of it yeah that's true that's true especially with someone like ambino <laughs> rockhampton because everyone i know that saw but wasn't in the pit said the show sucked so <laughs> Dude, I, I i've heard that too and i'm just like what I mean that set was ridiculous. And I know it was like, awesome. <laughs> yeah, and and for me, all the festivals and concerts that I had been to, they hadn't just like the production quality. Um, like they weren't able to have stuff on stage and stuff. So whenever I walked over to Witch and I saw that they had the plane on stage and stuff, I was like, oh shit, this is gonna be ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you know, and then obviously Gambino had all of his like different stuff and whatever. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I loved it for sure yeah people like I'm, I'm, yeah dude i'm so hurt about brockhampton breaking up though i knew it was coming they always say it's coming doesn't hurt any less i don't know i i feel like their time was kind of done yeah i mean i don't know the, the only album that I, I that i really didn't get behind as much was iridescence um i thought ginger was incredible in my opinion i i think it's probably number two behind the first saturation that's probably a hot take but interesting ranking yeah yeah i go, I go saturation two saturation three saturation one iridescence then probably ginger roadrunner maybe yeah. I'll ash before roadrunner yeah see saturation three was number one for me for a while and then it was three one two and now it's one three two I think in terms of the trilogy, I don't know. Two, two is very good. I mean, they're all, they're all incredible, but one and three just do it a little more for me. I think one and three are a little like harder. Two yeah. Very nice listening album. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. <laughs> um, I need to go back and listen to it. Honestly, I haven't listened to any of the saturations in a while. That was such a great like era. Yeah. Um, it's perfect. Dude, hearing hearing uh, boogie for the first time, I cut it. I cut it on in the car after school one day. Actually, it was like after basketball practice or something, um, and I just like had the speakers turned up, you know, loud as hell, and just blared it. Didn't know what to expect, and I was blown away. Of course, when they were at their peak, man, it was it really was something special. Yeah, yeah, and then I I call. Um, I caught the oh, man. I can't even remember what tour it was. I caught him in Austin in 2019, whatever tour that was in the fall, in November. Um, I guess I guess that was right after Ginger came out. Um, I, one of my other records that I really enjoy is they did a like a fan edition of Ginger, and they have the booklet with all the names in it. Um, my name is in there, so that one's nice. Fun. Nice. How'd you get your name in there? Uh, so, like, if you just bought the fan edition, it was available for, like, a week or something, maybe. Uh, you could enter, like, a name to have inserted in there. Um, and so it's just, like, in a little booklet in there. And you couldn't get it outside of that week. And they, like, didn't do any other pressings of it or anything. So Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. 
pretty sweet. You're on the you're on the ginger album. <laughs> I know. I, it feels nice, man. I must say. You should put that on your resume. Rockhampton. Yeah. I'm like, look, check my name, third page, third third row from the bottom. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Rest in peace, Brockhampton. Yeah. I, I think I think that they'll produce some incredible solo stuff though. I think Kevin's stuff is really good. Um, I'm really interested to see what Joba can do with solo stuff because I know like Sad Saturdays is incredible. Um, Matt has some great singles as well. And then, God, who knows what we're going to get from Bareface, honestly. <laughs> and then obviously, you know, Dom and, and Merlin, they're, they're great in their own right too. Um, I just, I think that the other, the the aforementioned are a little bit better like all around artists and kind of might do something that i might be a little bit more interested in at the moment all right let's get let's go let's do people of Infru predictions okay besides kevin because i think that's the answer who's the most <laughs> successful brockhampton solo artist uh in two years we'll give it a 2024 february 16th deadline yeah oh man my heart wants to say Joba, but I think he's going to be out of the loop for a bit just because he's he's had such a rough like past couple of years. Um, and I think he probably will just want to decompress and stuff. I think Bareface might come out of nowhere and just like start slinging stuff around um, kind of when he, he's got his his hands on things. Um, so I, I'm going to lock it in wild card pick of, of Bareface, honestly. I think I'll go Dom. Dom, okay, solid. Dom, dude, Dom's, Dom's ridiculous. What's the? Oh man, there's one Dom verse that's my that's my favorite. Um, Brockhampton verse, and I'm blanking on what song it is now. Um, it's I think it's on uh gold. I think it's his verse on gold. I'm terrible at Brockhampton song titles. <laughs> oh, dude, I was like that forever too, and then I just like listened to them so much that I finally got it down. Like at least at least like. You know a good bit of them <laughs> yeah <laughs> it takes some time <laughs> right right i remember I, the first time i saw brockhampton i didn't know like all the members like by face i like kind of knew their names i just couldn't i didn't really like have the face yet <laughs> yeah 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 i i was like that the first time like at rue and then by by that second time that I saw them in november i was definitely more into it and such yeah that first show captures your heart in the second dude one. It, it really did man it really did <laughs> i'm glad <laughs> and i'm glad that uh we got to experience their magic for a little bit and uh i wish them all luck on their solo careers or whatever they choose to do yeah i'm excited to see what they're going to pull out for the coachella shows hopefully they'll be on the streams and such i'm sure they will be and i'll yeah. be on the stream for sure on the come one like tuned in i'll be seeing that kanye set i'll see how derailed it gets <laughs> if he performs we're still waiting on the billy apology god <laughs> i don't know i think i'm out i think i'm out of coachella this year i think i'm i think i'm just not taking the gamble <laughs> yeah that's that's absolutely fair man that's a that's a I mean, you, you turn over three whole headliners and now you're not even guaranteed that you're going to end up with the three that you're given. And then you also have to deal with the 
thought of Kanye potentially bringing out Travis to perform and that's just going to stir up this, that, the other, and who knows what he's going to post on Instagram between now and then. Um, yeah. Hey, but remember, don't hurt Skeet. <laughs> Kim, Kim said, don't hurt him. All right. <laughs> I don't understand, man. It's just, I'm just, you know, whatever. It's like, oh, man, I'm, I, it's terrible of me. I can't help but like laugh. I mean, it's so bad. And I know that there's like issues, but man, it's it's like a train wreck. Just the, the man, in human form. Poster. <laughs> Dude, I I saw it and I just like hopped on Instagram and I thought I swore it was like a meme page. And I saw it was, you know, sure enough, Kanye West, you know that. And I my jaw just dropped. My girlfriend looked at me and she was like, what is wrong? And I was like, I just turned the phone to her and she was like, Beck, what the hell is that? Kanye posted it. And, you know, she kind of had like the same reaction. I like that you have the same reaction to Kanye posting the Civil War meme as you kind of did to finding out Daft Punk broke up. Dude, I mean, yeah, it's just like shocking stuff, man. I like so unexpected. (laughs) It's just getting sad at this point. Yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, you know, we'll see if Donda 2 comes out next week. No way. <laughs> There's no way. Uh, well, maybe we'll at least get a good stream of the Miami thing and see, whatever. Maybe. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that doesn't happen. Yeah, that's fair. I think, uh, yeah, I think we'll find out a lot about if the Coachella thing's happening or not pretty soon as well. Yeah. Is that yeah comes out and what he's going through he posted today it was like just something about being depressed or whatever like a classic facebook post yeah Uh, it seems the management finally got his passwords and stuff because he posted that like calm picture yesterday and like all the old posts were gone but then he was back at it with the all caps yeah yeah i mean just typical so we'll see what happens with him uh wish him the best as always my my username namesake my, my i know i know i i still love him but man it's it's getting harder to like just deal with the antics honestly um 808s is my favorite album ever so it's kind of like it's just hard <laughs> yeah. i have the poster from the 808s record over here hey that's awesome i got that like three days after i got my first record nice yeah it's a yeah i have the whole like uh kanye like all of them all the bootlegs all the the yeah i don't have all the i don't have all the bootlegs i don't have i don't have any bootlegs honestly so i've got anything that's been a studio press except for jesus king and uh watch the throne i guess there yeah actually no yeah i don't have throne i'm just not gonna count it because that's like a a, a collab (laughs) yeah yeah i was just kind of throwing you know all of it in the mix uh I don't know if you're really big into it, but I did see they had Life of Pablo and Jesus at my record store last time I was there. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think my local record store got some, they got a big shipment of bootlegs in um, like two weeks ago or something. Um, really, I'm just trying to slow down because I had to move all of these records from, like I lived in the same apartment for two years and then I moved to a different like unit in the same complex. And even just moving them from one to the other was like, ridiculous and i know i have to move again this summer and i'm just like 
I really don't want to buy any more and deal with it. <laughs> so I haven't been buying that many. You just got to get a wagon. Yeah, I dude, I guess so. I guess so. I just, I had, I'm on the third floor here and there's like, there's no elevator um, in these apartments. So I was like walking up the stairs, these massive boxes. Yeah, you said like 215 records. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it was like four or five boxes, I think. Yeah, not fun. But, you know, they made it. They're all sitting pretty on the shelf and such. So they're fine for now. Um, but they're going to have to get moved in a couple months. Well, uh, best of luck on moving those records. Yeah, I appreciate it. it it'll be worth it at some point. Um, but, you know, I'd like to have them settled, you know, never have to move them again at some point. <laughs> and you can have a very nice like armoire full of them that's the goal that that is the goal um you know i gotta get the the orange uh reputation that's what i need that's that's the grail for now but one day it's like 700 bucks so not anytime soon Jeez, yeah you know you know things get in that industry <laughs> i know yeah um what i have the usually wrap up the show with some wisdom anything oh, man. life lessons that you'd like to share mm. honestly I, I really don't have much um i'm i'm a pretty positive person i would say and i i would never i wouldn't say that i had to struggle um much throughout my life until like last summer when i i didn't get what i wanted on the mcat um, so that was a really difficult time, but if I could say anything, it's just like, it gets better, whatever it is, uh, you know, it's, you just got to keep pushing, um, you know, don't, don't dig yourself down too deep and, uh, you know, just keep trying to move forward with whatever it is. Um, obviously that's like such a, um, objective thing that I was going through, um, you know, just like trying to get a score and, you know, this, that, and the other, um. And so I'm really thankful that I haven't had to deal with, um, you know, other issues in that regard. But, um, yeah, that's really what I got. Nice. I like it. That's a good one. Just keep going. And uh, it gets better, which is true. And that's it. Yeah. So, listeners, thank you for listening. Beck, thank you for joining me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Uh, glad glad to be a part of the boards, man. It's It's been a really fun month or so i would say um i didn't expect to post this much um i will say i i felt that i was going to get absolutely slandered when i started posting just because i felt like the boards were like just from an outsider looking in was like really hostile and i would always send screenshots to my friends of just like the shit that was being said on here before i posted and we would just crack up at it um <laughs> And then I was like, I'm going to start posting. And she, uh, th this was actually a friend that I met at Bonnaroo and I haven't seen since then, which is kind of funny because we're like good friends now. Um, and she was like, oh, good luck. Um, and then I like, I don't know, I kind of just fit in. Um, Rummy liked my cat avatar and then, uh, you know, a couple other people. Uh, Ted, Teddy kind of brought me in some as well. He like got me going on Mafia and I was like, what the hell is this? um you know started playing with that and now i feel like i'm kind of kind of part of the gang so hopefully I get to meet some of y'all this summer at the latest yeah uh 
those that are at Bonnaroo will probably see you at brunch, hopefully. That's a great I, I will be there. I will be Have there. Um, and you'll <laughs> finally learn the tales. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm excited. I don't, that's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't really have many Bonnaroo memories and obviously don't have any like info memories just because like when I went, I saw a ton of great sets and had a great time and everything, but it was really just like me and um, my friend that went and we met a couple of people that we've kept up with since then. Um, fun, funny enough, whenever I saw Brockhampton in Austin, I met up with this like 50 year old couple that I had met. Um, and they actually had brought their daughters along to the show then um, and whatever. So that's always fun. He's like, Hey, if you're ever in Austin and you want to come to ACL, like you can, you got a place to stay. All right, sweet. <laughs> but that's yeah, awesome. so it's, it's coming by man, like four months now. Jeez. Yeah, I guess so. Time flies. Crazy. Crazy. Jeez. We'll, see, we'll see, you know, if we have any potential dropouts again, or if, uh, you know, we have a Calvin Harris scare again. That was like, that was, that, that's probably one of my favorite info moments, I will say, is just, you know, the popping in there. I feel so close to you right now. Like, if anyone, you know, if, if um, I was ever asked about infrared. Like that's, that's the moment that I'm telling about now, just cause it's like so absurd and, and it just like sent a spiral through all of like festival internet. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, shout out to, you know, like sarcastic shout out to festival here, you know, doing the job, but man, you know, news, the news was, was not, was not uh, very accurate in some of those circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> i can't believe how far the calvin harris stuff got <laughs> dude dude i was like i wasn't i was mad but i wasn't like that mad i was more just like i can't believe this i like, I was just like in all um and when it finally came out i just started busting out laughing i just i couldn't help it it was so good and uh yeah <laughs> Shout out everyone who helped the Calvin Harris miracle come true. <laughs> who who was it that that changed to say it? Uh, like the username thing. Yeah. Uh, I want to say that was Meatball Sub. Gotcha. I couldn't. I couldn't remember. Like I I recognized some people back then just from being on the boards a lot, but I I couldn't really remember. I mean, obviously, like I've known about infinity pass and whatever and you know the typical but yeah. yeah yeah lots of memories to be had on this wonderful old ui looking website <laughs> i'm telling you man i i swore i was in the wrong place the first three times i came on here but you know i made it and now i'm here and uh you know Maybe, maybe it'll still be running in 10 years and, and we'll all still be here in our thirties and whatnot. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. And we'll all be just frantically clicking the recent threads tab. Uh, Dude, always. I, I was, so I, like I was studying for my MCAT uh, the first week of August and, and it's literally what I would do. Like whenever I took a break from studying, because it was like, I felt like I could refresh every two hours and there was like, 
at least five pages because that you know like I said the whole Foo Fighters thing and then obviously Calvin Harris and you know whatever so there was a ton going on there but um it's been fun like seeing that there's more to the board than just that and you know there's tons of other threads and uh the legacy draft thing has been cool i uh yeah yeah fun good luck on the draft uh yeah i appreciate it i i went with the uh the o2 widespread panic i i like that uh little little first bonnaroo throwback set type deal yeah that's a good one Uh, you know we'll see i'm going for uh pretty modern so far but trying to stick to the roots i'm i'm, I'm expecting <laughs> yeah dude i just i saved i saved all the images of the lineups that teddy shared um like when it got started and i just have them in a google drive folder so when my times come up i just like click through i'm like ah who hasn't been picked yet yeah. <laughs> i was kind of upset i would dude. i was trying to get um one of my recent picks i was trying to get lauren hill and then i didn't grab her and um my, my picks are pretty close together since I was third at the beginning. Um, and I was like, Oh, I'll get her when this next pick comes around. And I think I forgot and I picked somebody else. And then she got picked a few, few, uh, people later. I was like, oh, I missed out on that one, but I'm feeling all right. But I think, uh, you know, these drafts are very fun and that's all it's about is making a fun Bonnaroo lineup and uh having fun along the way so don't need more about the friends you meet on the way (laughs) and there's you know like hundreds of people to pick from so i'm sure that it'll work out just fine you'll be okay (laughs) i hope i steal a pick that you want later on that's hey go ahead go ahead i'll i'll give you give you props um i've really been enjoying watching the uh the festival booking thing though uh i'm not in it but i am keeping up with it so crazy yeah it is when i whenever i saw it get posted i was like dang that is awesome much too time intensive for me to mess with it right now but um a shout out to teddy for getting olivia rodrigo's festival debut iconic (laughs) congratulations teddy buku (laughs) great (laughs) great fit for buku (laughs) i just uh, I can't imagine if she was actually like doing her festival debut at Buku. That just doesn't feel right. <laughs> but, you know, regardless, I'd go see it. I'd yeah. definitely go see it. Hey, you have to. It's the festival debut at Buku. Hey, that's it. Premiere, <laughs> like the bottom of the poster and everything. Like it's not even on the day, to, day by day. Yeah. It's the yeah. debut, it's right there at Teddy's Buku. <laughs> Oh, man, and I, I got I got us started back talking after, you know, for like 10 more minutes after you tried to close this off. So I, I apologize for that. No, no apologies. I'm a talker. No, we got so we got an, a couple good more tangents out of us. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've honestly been anticipating this. I don't um, I've never sat down and like done a podcast like this before. And I've always wanted to start something and I've never done it. So, hey whenever whenever i got the the calls to hop on here i was like well i guess i'll maybe have to give in i didn't think i was uh worthy enough yet you know i'm, I'm just a little mud bather <laughs> you know i was a fountain waiter and uh and somebody said something i was like absolutely not i was like two weeks into posting on the boards now now i'm like a month in and i'm like all right yeah let's do it that's more than enough time <laughs> <laughs> 
little bit of time, but I'll let you I'll let you on here. Five hundred posts, I think we should go with me. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Well, what like Todd, what Todd doesn't Todd have like fifteen right now? Well, that's his. This is his new. Account. <laughs> I'm just picking. Yeah, Todd is brand new to the board. He only has <laughs> what what happened to his other account? Was that talked about on his episode? Yeah, he just didn't like the username. He just wanted everyone to be able to type at Todd to talk to him instead of at radiate based, which is totally acceptable. Hey, you know? Fair enough. Fair and enough. Thankful for it. I didn't like <coughs> type at Todd. That's four letters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, that's a the one thing that I wish was better was I wish there was an easier way to tag people on mobile now i have to go look at everybody's handle and like try to do it because i'm not always at my computer whenever i'm trying to do the draft and now i know i have sang and tristan right beside me so i i've got those memorized <laughs> yeah it helped uh well when i first started in fruit i just used tapa talk and so everyone's like username is what it is so it was always really yeah, weird sure. we're like calling people by their screen names because i didn't ever see that <laughs> for a little bit you're like what and, in the world <laughs> it's like i i, I don't know who you're talking about <laughs> yeah but well we we've transcended you know we're on we're on the desktop where we're just on the info website we've got all the screen names you know you wouldn't be silver surfer otherwise no no now i'm silver surfer next i just have to figure out how to get a damn gif avatar <laughs> yeah I, dude theo um rulu come on like special uh people of inforu episode just explaining how to get uh get the avatar like that i'm sure it's not even that hard i'm sure they no, it's probably not i think we're just we're just overthinking it here they could probably shoot us like a little message yeah it's not like i've like tried to put a gif avatar <laughs> i'm just like no, I, I haven't either <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it for a thousand posts. Whenever I become a, uh, what is it, a stanky McNasty? Is that a thousand? Maybe, yeah. So I'll save it for them. I'll, I'll try to find a good one for us. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Um, I might, I might have to make it a cat. That I don't know if I can change from from the cat avatar roots. I mean, you could just keep it this cat and like uh, put it in some get software uh, on your phone or whatever and like add just an effect to it yeah honestly i probably i probably got something of my cat that i could turn into turn into one your own cat there you go i think Rom- yeah. romney's got their own cat as their picture so yeah yeah cat so, game man you'll have to see it we should all have a our avatars as our own pets there should be nothing else <laughs> i i am 100 behind it i'd love to put will smith my avatar but uh <laughs> You know, not for now. Now we've just got the, you know, real big eyed cat. <laughs> I don't know how we got like that, but I like it. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I've always kind of wondered it. I, I want Wilson to do it, but his eyes just don't get that big, man. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, maybe he'll figure it out one day. I also want him to do the, I don't know if you've ever seen it, the, when, when you like try to give food to cats and they don't like how it smells or if they lick it and they don't like how it tastes, they do like the gagging type deal um i want to i want to get him to do that because it's always funny um that he won't he just recoils he he licked um it's like the trader joe's equivalent of takis he licked one of those one time and he just recoiled into like a little shell it's like you know it's like a turtle taking his head back it's kind of funny honestly now now he knows not to lick them he uh he doesn't get in the way of them anymore (laughs) a lesson learned (laughs) 
He's a smart dude, man. They are. All all of all of our beloved animals are. Absolutely. Gotta love him. He'll be with me, you know, when I'm officially finally a doctor. And that's that's what matters. Nice. Nice. <laughs> well, again, thanks for joining me. And listeners, again, thanks for listening. You have a wonderful night. Stay safe.